0: Hard to believe the Browns are going to be paying Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers almost half a million dollars to try to beat them in week one. It's time for Garbage Time. welcome into garbage time fantasy football tonight joe myself the guy that can't spell ryan and jj are going tonight how are you boys tonight
1: excellent i would just like to know who baker mearfield is
0: <laughs> mearfield yeah you, you think i screwed up that introduction a little bit
1: well sometimes that happens At least you know what? That I,
0: I miss an episode and i get rusty that's all that happens Guys, if you like these mess-ups and all the bullshit that we put on to this podcast for you, make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. And if you're shy and need to listen to us in audio formats, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Now, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Tune in, and if you'd like to leave voice and hate mails, feel free to reach out to us on www.garbagetimeff.com. And, boys, without any further ado, would you like to get into the news? Yes. All right.
1: News
2: updates.
0: So, first, a little bit of news that I've got for you guys before we get into the would you rather scenarios of tonight's fantasy football show is something that happened right after you guys did your NFC South breakdown and made that episode absolutely obsolete for the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield has been traded to the Carolina Panthers for a conditional fifth round pick that could potentially become a fourth round pick. Baker Mayfield took a $3 million cut to go to the Carolina Panthers. So, guys, what does this do for the situation of Sam Darden, who's going to be competing with him in training camp for that spot? And is this going to be a better situation for those players on offense for the Carolina Panthers?
1: I would like to start by apologizing to the heckling fandom for saying <laughs> 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 its going to happen because it didn't make sense. I don't think it makes sense for the Panthers, but you forget that the coach's job is probably on the line, so he's doing anything he can. The GM and the coach's job, so I I didn't look at it from that perspective. But I do think it helps fantasy-wise. Sam Darnold hit a historically bad stretch last year, and I know he was banged up, but it was not pretty for the passing offense. So I really think it doesn't take much to upgrade, and I think Baker with a chip on his shoulder – coming in healthy next season is an upgrade from last year's situation.
2: What's your thoughts on it, Ryan? Uh, Pretty much it's that's what JJ said. And also the Panthers, it's kind of, it's kind of low risk, really. They're only on the hook for, I think, five and a half million of the contract. Um, I know that was probably the biggest holdup when it came to acquiring Baker and then just a fifth round pit. So it's kind of low risk for them. Um, And then I think, I'm saying they're going to be battle like Patriot's going to win that battle I have I have no doubt so
0: I have absolutely no doubt either guys that he's going to win this battle too and actually I made a YouTube short on this thing I believe that this is actually going to help DJ's more stock just a little bit if you look at wide receivers that typically go from a bad quarterback like Sam Darnold to even an average level quarterback their stock usually shoots up in fantasy football pretty well too and um, under this YouTube short, we had a comment I wanted to read and get your guys' thoughts on it really quick. It comes in from Stephen B. It came in about four hours ago. His opinion is a little bit different. He says, you can't definitively say he's better just because Baker accomplished more on teams that he had more talent than Sam Darnold. That will determine if Baker is better. But Darnold has a much bigger, better athletic. He's much bigger, more athletic, knows the playbook, and his teammates that like him and so it's not even sure that baker wins the job what's your thoughts to this comment
2: so he said you don't determine who's better by how they how they played is that basically what his first sentence was
0: yeah so essentially he's saying that he is more athletic than baker mayfield he has better chemistry with his teammates and knows the playbook so he thinks it gives him a leg up you so want to know
2: how, how athletic is tom Brady? <laughs>
0: not very.
1: So yeah, I, I mean, not that probably, big. Pretty,
2: don't. I'm not that's saying. A, <laughs>
1: that's a great point, Ryan. So I, I would say, yes, Sam Darnold can probably run faster than Baker Mayfield and is probably a better athlete. But quarterback, as Ryan said with Tom Brady, I mean, like eighty to ninety percent of it is really between the ears, unless your name's Lamar Jackson, like you have to mentally be there. And I think that's something that, that Darnold has struggled with in the NFL and Mayfield for as much as his mouth and, and attitude gets him in trouble. It's also a strength of his and allows him to play well in certain situations. So I just, I agree with Ryan that I think Baker wins the job pretty easy. And uh, I think the Panthers are probably pretty upset with themselves. for picking up that fifth year option on Darnold and having to pay
0: him 18 million guaranteed this season.
2: And what did they give the Jets?
0: Oh, they gave the Jets a second, a fourth, and a sixth-round pick, and it only cost them a fifth-round pick to get Baker Mayfield. What Guys,
2: if you're a Panthers fan, like that, they
0: oh, I would be just livid right now because I mean, you're the top ceiling of that play in that offense. That I think an average quarterback in the NFL. Don't get me wrong; I don't think Baker Mayfield is that bad. But going back to that comment that I just mentioned that was on the YouTube short, Sam Darnold had the lowest average of all passing quarterbacks in the NFL last year. Baker Mayfield at least has an average arm. So you're going from literally the worst quarterback in the NFL last year statistically on short routes to a quarterback that can actually get a downfield and had a higher passing rate with an injured shoulder last year than Sam Darnold. So what does that tell you about the aspect of what it's going to do for fantasy football? Now he's just going to have a quarterback with a halfway better arm. And that's really all you have to say about it. It, I I think this isn't going to be any competition at all. Yeah.
1: Go ahead, Ryan.
2: um, Does this change for you guys the stock of any of the wide receivers like significantly, or do you think they're kind of probably in the same
0: ballpark? I think this could push DJ more from a low-end wide receiver two to a high-end wide receiver two. bring him up six, seven spots probably potentially in – I think I'm going to be more interested in potentially picking him up, too. I think where he really benefits is in Dynasty now, though. Um, Especially if you have him on your roster, I think people are going to potentially want to trade for him now, too. He's still youthful. You can keep him on your roster and benefit from it now that he's got better quarterback
2: play. I think I know a guy that has him in Dynasty.
0: Hmm, Who would that be? I know him pretty well. All right, next little bit of news that we have tonight is Bears left left tackle. Tevin Jenkins is playing with the second team. JJ, is this going to affect the running game uh, when the regular season rolls around? What's going on with Tevin Jenkins?
1: Yeah, this was this was like uh, like news a month ago that I guess the NBC Sports Twitter just picked up. But yeah, Tevin Jenkins um, for the last few days of Bears OTAs was running with the twos and not playing left tackle, Um, and he wasn't playing right tackle. So he's uh, going to have to earn his spot in training camp. I think it's just going to be a battle. But uh, the Bears are excited about their rookie left tackle that they took later in the draft. He had a a great OTAs, and uh, they just let him run with the ones. So we'll see what that means. I, I know they still need a right guard. Maybe they'd try and convert him to the right guard. He's pretty big, but... Still a possibility, but they're going to put the best five out there, so we'll see.
0: Are you worried about your running game this year or no?
1: I mean, last year they had a Fetty and just countless injuries, and Montgomery and Herbert both ran the ball well, so I'm not worried about it really. Um, I, I think both Herbert and Montgomery will have success
0: next season. I think you have a correct assessment about this year. Besides, the real problem that your team has in our next little bit of news is the arrests that are happening on the Chicago Bears this offseason. You're up to your third one. David Moore was arrested on drug and weapon charges and was released a $5,000 bond. Uh, they seem to be picking up the theme of Chicago, fitting right in. So uh, what's your thoughts on all these arrests of the Chicago Bears? What's going on there?
1: Well, the first two arrests were <laughs> kind of Minor arrests. I don't oh, think they'll get. Enough. Byron Pringle was reckless driving, and the linebacker was possession of a firearm. Those questions. Oh, minor, I don't minor. think they'll do time. I think David. I more... think that's
2: minor. Isn't that a felony? I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That? I'm pretty
0: probably, sure that's a probably in Illinois.
2: So, JJ, what do you think about the possibility? Maybe from now on, when Bears sign players. Along with the contract, they did a copy of, like, the penal code, just a little book for some
1: light reading. The Bears need to start doing uh, better background checks, right?
0: (laughs) Patriots are great at that. Who's going to be the second wide receiver on that team? They all seem to be getting arrested.
1: It's going to be Mooney, Valus Jones, and
0: Byron Pringle. (laughs) You're in for an interesting year. I'm
1: sleeping. That's all right. That's what we would like
0: I don't know if we're gonna get any fantasy value out of that I'll second let position know, there for I'll the Bears. Although
2: we know JJ's definition of a minor crime, cool.
0: yeah, it is a firearm. <laughs> he was registered
1: to have the firearm in his state, but he was in Illinois, which is strict on gun laws. Which is ironic because they have a lot of gun felonies committed in the state, <laughs> so they're pretty pretty sensitive about their
0: their weapons there. So that's okay. Um, we had a defensive tackle last year, too. He decided – he's an Alabama boy. He decided to bring his firearm into an airport, and it wasn't locked up properly and got arrested on it, too. So it probably won't end up being a big deal for your guy, too. I don't know about this David Moore arrest, So This, this one might be
1: a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I don't think he'll be on the team. which right. he wasn't going to make the team anyways, in my opinion.
0: Right. All right, Nice little bit of news I've got for us is Jameis Winston posted a video on Instagram that shows him throwing drills – without his neighbor, knee brace. Do you think he's just progressing very well for this offseason season? This is going to be an excellent uh, starter for the Saints this season?
1: Oh, Brian and I just talked about him last episode. I, I think he he's has potential. Um, he's got solid weapons all around. Saints always put, run out a decent offensive line, so um, he has a
0: shot to be a solid QB, two. I agree with your assessment there, Ryan. What's your thoughts on that? Now that no. the knee brace is gone.
2: Same thing. Uh JJ and I were pretty much on the same page with that. We both really liked him uh, in that QB2 range. Uh, I think there's a lot of upside there and I think he'll do really well with that wide receiver group he's got too.
0: All right, and this last little bit of news I've got to us before we get into the Wood Dreader part of this episode. We gotta give the ghost his credit. Ooh. There is a report coming out of The Athletic that comes from Nate Taylor's that expects Ronald Jones to have a real shot to potentially win that job over Clyde Edwards-Alaire this upcoming season. Do you think that's going to be what ends up happening there in the Chiefs' training camp, boys?
1: I don't think it's it would be that hard for him to take that job. CEH has kind of had an opportunity – past couple of seasons and he's been pretty inefficient and not really done anything to hold on to that job. You saw Daryl Williams basically outplay him last season. So um, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. And I think there's a solid chance that Ronald Jones could be their goal line back and, and get most of their work. Where are you looking at his fantasy value value currently? He's still going. I mean, he's still going pretty late, so he's he's a bargain. I'd have to look up his ADP, but where he is right now, it's could be an absolute steal. So it'll be interesting to see preseason. The Chiefs are actually notorious for playing the starters a lot in the preseason, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see what that mix looks like. And I think we'll probably have
0: a better idea then.
2: Uh, Ronald Jones' current ADP for running back in PPR is running back forty-two.
0: Yeah, so still a great value, and I think J.J. made a good point there, too. Um, the Chiefs are notorious for playing their starters a lot longer than other teams, too, and if we see him in those starting roles, especially on third down, I think it'll be pretty interesting to see what kind of a role he can carve himself out in that offense. He he may go into the season, like you said, as potentially the starter for that team, and people that ended up picking up CEH earlier in the draft could just be out basically one pick currently, so... I think he's more of a risk than Ronald Jones currently at this point, and I like the value of Ronald Jones a lot better. I agree. And I think with that, we're ready to get into the would-you-rather portion of this episode, right? Yes, I love these episodes. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, guys. Last year when we we were
1: on Let's stop. Where do you find these sounds, Joe? Because anyone that's listening like on apple
0: or spotify is probably traumatized right now well that's too bad for them because they should be watching the show then so if you don't understand the audio sounds coming through your headphones like a baby crying you're gonna to have to get context and come onto the youtube channel and like and subscribe to the video so you actually get the ideas of why a baby is coming through your headphone don't turn out the podcast and never listen to it again log in and find out why those sounds are coming through your headphones
2: Joe just googling baby crying noises like <laughs> if you
1: if you needed that, Joe, I could have just recorded and like just come over to my house. Hours, yeah, one of the seven hours yeah. that happens at my house and you could have used that.
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, last year during the slow portion of the year of fantasy football, I came up with this concept of the would you rather portion of the episode where I give a draft scenario and the boys tell what they would do in that scenario. Uh, I went a little bit more in detail with that this season. So what we're going to do for that is, is I've got numbers 1 through 16, and these boys are going to randomly pick which number they like. And I'm going to read the scenario, and they're going to give us the best option for your fantasy football team. So this doesn't mean they would necessarily end up in the situation, but fantasy players may find themselves in these situations. So who wants to start off with the pain?
2: Those
0: guys. I guess JJ's starting off then. So, J.J., pick a number of 1 through 16, and I'll give you your scenario. Four. Hi, J.J. You have no tight end, and you have faded the quarterback position. Are we taking Rob Gronkowski pending on retirement, Trey Lance, or Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) Ooh.
1: <laughs> the thing to do is probably not the thing I want
0: to do. This is this is your question. What what are I you going to do? Tell the heckling it. fandom. I hear well, say, hey,
1: so I don't have a quarterback on my roster yet? Correct. And you faded the tight end early. Well, I'm not taking Gronk, so cross that off. <laughs> because Ryan and I think you and Ron are way off on that Gronk prediction that he's going to be back before the season starts. Oh, he will be. Don't worry. I will definitely put an apology bet on that.
0: Ooh, we should do a tag team apology bet. Me and you versus <laughs> you and Ryan. A double? I'll do a double. Yeah. Sign me up.
1: So what? what's the parameters? Gronk is back before week one? He has to start week one. <laughs> it's money in the bank. I'm signed up. <laughs> Is
2: Ron going to back out once he loses and be like, I never agreed to do that.
0: Well, we'll we'll see. We have to get him on the episode and ask him, and then I'll uh, drop the button if he does it. So now that you've had a whole minute to ponder this question, who is it then, JJ?
1: I'm taking Trey Lance. Over
0: Aaron Rodgers?
1: <laughs> yes. How come? Because I think Trey Lance is rushing upside uh surpasses old Aaron Rodgers in his new shitty tattoo. And Aaron Rodgers lost Devontae Adams and has a bunch of question marks at wide receiver. And I think Trey Lance is in a better situation at this point in their careers.
2: Is that as a Bears fan or is that a true fantasy football analysis?
1: A little of both. (laughs) But if I take Trey Lance, I'm probably going to take a second quarterback shortly after just
0: to be sure see i think trey lance's upside is a top five quarterback too but if in our league if i keep him and i think it potentially has that upside i'm definitely taking another quarterback in a reserve role because he could fall flat on this face too yeah,
1: i'm i'm fine i'm fine taking i've done when i fade when i wait on quarterback i take a trey lance or justin fields and then i take like kirk cousins who goes super late and who's guaranteed I mean he's gonna throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns you so. just have something
0: against Aaron Rodgers I think that's all I mean, that's the decline it's got to happen it's got to happen now listen I think Trey Lance has much better upside than Aaron Rodgers this year he's got the rushing ability he likes to throw it on field he's in a very good offense um Rodgers could very well have a much better season but I want to take the upside of Trey Lance as opposed to an average quarterback that's not really gonna win or lose you your league I want someone that's going to have that boom potential. And I really like that with Trey Lance. So I think this is the correct answer here, too. Gronkowski, you could probably get even later in the draft than both of these guys. So I like your answer here. Ryan, is it the right answer?
2: I would take Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers things. It's dependable. I would take meditate. that.
0: All right, Ryan, your turn. Pick a number, one through 16, and don't pick Uh, four.
2: I'll go 13.
0: Oh, 13. All right. 13th question on this list. It's time to draft a second-year breakout wide receiver, one with upside. Which one do you want? Elijah Moore, Amon Ross St. Brown, or Rashad Bateman? What you did there?
2: Um, I'm going to say I'm, say I'm gonna say Brown. Um, Elijah Moore is on the Jets, so forget them. They're gonna suck. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Brown. I mean, finished had a really good schedule. Uh, really good season. Finished the end of the season really strong. Um, which I think will kind of continue on. Um, I think he finished like wide receiver 20 ish, 20 something. Um, so already in that wide receiver two range. So 23, 900 receiving yards, rookie season. I'll take it.
0: Is this the correct answer to this question, JJ?
1: I disagree. Ooh. Um, Which one? So I would take Bateman because the other two players have a lot more players around them that can steal targets. So I'm Ross St. Brown as Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, who's a great receiving back. They just brought in DJ Chark. They got Jameson Williams. Um, there's a lot of mouths to feed there now, even though golf did really favor him. And I, you know, he obviously did great things at the end of last season. I just think it kind of scares me knowing how many other weapons the Lions have. Then the Jets, really the same thing. They have two running backs that can catch passes. Um, they have. They just brought in Garrett Wilson. They signed two tight ends in free agency. They have Corey Davis. Um, there's a lot there. The Ravens really have Mark Andrews, who had to have 1,300 yards last year, and then no Hollywood Brown now. So I, I think Bateman is the guy for Lamar. Um, so I, I think Bateman could hit 1,000 yards this year. So I, I like
0: Bateman out of that group. Whoa, hold your horses. Did you just say the Jets have weapons? Wow. I did. All right, I think the correct answer here is the two wide receivers you picked here in the spot. I, I, I like both of them. Um, I'm on Ron Saint Brown. Had that nice boom potential at the end of last year. The only issue I have with him is I think when Jameson Williams potentially comes back, he could end up losing targets to someone they use first round capital on. So that scares me a little bit with him, but we saw he can play in this league and he could be a very comfortable wide receiver two for you, I think down the road, but that upside with Rashad Bateman being the number one wide receiver, even though it's on the Baltimore Ravens, it is juicy. Um, out of the three, I think he's got the most upside to be a wide receiver one in this league. And he's talented. We saw that last year. He can get separation. He's a nice deep target, Um I am going to flake here and say I think Rashad Bateman is the correct answer, but Amon Ross A. Brown is a close second, and I'm glad I didn't have to answer this question.
2: That's why I get for picking 13.
0: All right, JJ, back to the well, one through 16. Let's go
1: with
0: number
2: nine. just single no digits.
0: All right. Time to fill out that bench spot on your nice-to-balanced team. Would you rather have Tim Patrick, Damian Pierce, or Kenneth Gainwell?
1: Damian Pierce. And it's Hello. tough to answer this because I don't know what the rest of the roster looks like. Um, I've seen so much love for Tim Patrick, and I – I'm just not there on him. I just – they have, uh, again, Judy, Sutton, two talented running backs. Um, and you think about Russell Wilson, He's he supports two wide receivers historically, Lockett and Metcalf and Doug Baldwin and whoever else. So um, I, I just uh, – I don't see the Broncos having three three fantasy-relevant – receivers i mean maybe week to week but i would rather take the shot on damian pierce taking over that texans backfield which i think he definitely could do so i'll take damian pierce ryan
2: yeah unfortunately i agree with jj um i think damian pierce (laughs) can take over the backfield and yeah with with the broncos there's a lot there So I'm out on Tim Patrick. Um, I think he's a solid red zone target. You might see points there. Um, But I still think Damian Pierce.
0: I think we're three for three on this one, too. I think Damian Pierce is the clearest avenue to be a starting player on the respective teams. Kenneth Gainwell, man, if there was an injury to Sanders in front of him would be juicy, I think, in that Eagles offense. You say that. I do.
1: Last year in – fucking Boston Scott and Jordan Howard got carries. In it's Indiana. a new year.
0: They spent That's on. Why they I on him. This year.
1: I love Kenny Gamewell. I talked about him all last season, and they just don't use him, even though oh, he's man. super talented. My God, I feel like I just hit a nerve. That came out of nowhere, that
0: anger. That's what right. I'm telling you, man. I Boston, hate these. Long long long. I, I don't think he's a bad late-round pick, though, either. I don't think Tim Patrick is, either. That's why I picked these three names, too. Um, Tim Patrick could be that That's red zone cool. target and that bravado tight end that Denver has because they really have quite a question mark at the tight end position so I really like all three of these options but I think the best late round option here is Damian Pierce based on the talent based on the Avenue and the specialty of the position here so I think I would go with Damian Pierce as well all right Ryan's turn to go back to the well what's the number Ryan auto number 15. number 15. To pick all the late ones. All right, Brian. It's round six of your fantasy football draft, and you want a wide receiver. Would you rather have Devontae Smith, Brandon Cooks, or Adam Thielen?
2: Ooh, interesting. Um, I'm gonna go Brandon Cooks. The dude is super consistent. You know, is that who you're gonna get every season, regardless of who's throwing the ball? It's just a thousand yards, regardless. Um, so I'm gonna go Brandon Cooks here.
0: JJ, is this the correct answer, or is Ryan's uh, Patriots bias bleeding through because Brandon Cooks used to play for the Pats?
1: I think Ryan's 100% correct. Um, you saw the Texans commit to Cooks and give him an extension. Him and Davis Mills really started clicking last year when when he solidified the starting job. So um, I think also, you think about the Texans, they added some nice young pieces, but I don't think they're there yet. So they could be in a lot of positive game scripts for passing. So I think um, cooks again, will surpass a thousand yards and go under the radar and be a solid pick
0: for you, wherever he's going right now. I think between like 40 and 50. We're three for three on this one. Again, too. I 100% agree with your boys' assessment on this question too. Um, Listen, Devontae Smith is going to get remnant reps, I think, in that offense. Uh, He's not the number one in this offense, and and that's just simply going to be the case. Um, And Thielen is Mr. Consistent, but to come up with as many touchdowns as he did last year in that offense, which is going to be a little bit more pass-heavy, and I think a little bit more of that passing work, is going to go to the running back position and potentially to uh, players like K.J. Osborne. It's going to be a little bit harder. So, now we are back to JJ on the next question. So, JJ, I'm not going to let you pick your number this time. You have to pick between two instead. Do you want 11 or 12? (laughs) Let's go with 11, Darnell Mooney's number. (laughs) All right. You have made your first two-round selections, and I absolutely love the moves you have made. What are those first two-round combinations, and which one would you pick? Is it Cooper Cup and Aaron Jones? Justin Jefferson and DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey with Travis Kelsey, or Austin Eckler with Stephon Diggs?
1: Justin Jefferson and DeAndre Swift.
0: Wow, he didn't hesitate with that. How come?
1: I oh, love both those players. Um, I think Jefferson in that, that new scheme, um, obviously he's already had immense success and so bringing another brilliant offensive mind to run that offense. I think you see the Vikings in the top, top five offenses this year, in my opinion. Um, so I think he strives. So I, I mean, I, I take him in the first round over some of the more prominent running backs. And then Swift, I love Swift um, His receiving capability. I don't like how much um, they mixed running backs last year, but they, got rid of Anthony Lynn. I think that was a big part of his philosophy. So I think Swift is really going to get a chance to get the volume. He needs to be a solid RB1. So I think if you score both those players, if I scored both those players in the first two rounds, I'd be very happy. Ryan, is
0: this the correct answer? Or do you need those eight names read back? Cause you already forgot what they were. Yeah. Can you read those back? <laughs> Cooper cup drafted with Aaron Jones, Justin Jefferson drafted with Deandre Swift. Christian McCaffrey drafted with Travis Kelsey or Austin Eckler drafted with Stephon Diggs?
2: Uh yeah, so I think JJ got it right. Um I love Austin Eckler. I'm a little nervous just because they've been very intent on wanting to limit his workload. Brought in Isaiah Spiller. Um, so that makes me a little nervous with him. Uh CMC, like I mentioned in the last episode I did with JJ, I just don't have any confidence in him being able to stay healthy for this season. He's already burned me last year. Um, So I think uh, the Swift and Jefferson is the right go.
0: I think this is a good answer, and this would be the better answer for Dynasty. Um, But I think for Redraft, the better answer is actually Cooper Cup and Aaron Jones. Listen, Cooper Cup was the number one wide receiver in all fantasy football last year. Justin Jefferson was very, very close there, too. But I think Aaron Jones is going to get a nice amount of passing work this year, and is a little bit underrated compared to DeAndre Swift, who I think has more possibilities to potentially fall off as opposed to Aaron Jones. Um, I like Aaron Jones this upcoming season. Listen, they're missing their top wide, they're missing their top wide receiver, and that passing work's got to go somewhere. So why not Aaron Jones? Um, Joe, so I never really in Aaron Jones.
1: Remember last year when you went against me with Aaron Jones and another certain
0: player? I did, and I'm going down that avenue again, and it very well might come up in the draft. You look into uh, make another apology bet. Oh, how
1: many apology bets do I need to do this offseason? I don't I'm know. Gonna... I'm just saying. I had fun with the Jonathan Taylor versus Aaron Jones one last year.
2: I... He still has a pending one against me too. So Joe,
0: just lay him out. Oh my god, I'm gonna have like 20 by the time we get to the season. Uh, mark spent... this. 32 minutes yeah. into this episode, JJ, give me a few minutes, weeks to think about this. I'll reassess it, and I might take you up. I'm on gonna, this gonna forget, too, okay? but I'll 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 remember it again in, in future <laughs> episode. <laughs> All right. So you picked a two-part question too. So Ryan's going to get question number twelve. You all right with that, Ryan? I guess this, this is already a, this is also a two-part question. You have decided to play the zero running back strategy, drafting late in your league. Your first three picks are Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews, and Josh Allen. So which are your pair? Which pair are you most comfortable with to run into your zero running back fade? Is it Elijah Mitchell with Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, and Travis Etienne? Rashad Penny with J.K. Dobbins? Or Miles Sanders with A.J. Dillon?
2: I'm going to go Brees Hall with Travis Etienne. Um, I have no faith in Miles Sanders. Uh, Well, actually, I have faith in him. I don't have faith in the Eagles. They don't make any sense. Um, Brees Hall, Michael Carter looked good, but they went out and got Brees Hall for a reason. I'm gonna go with that. Travis Etienne, first round pit, bad from injury. Uh, I think they're gonna be looking to establish and use him a lot, try to show that it wasn't a wasted pit. Um, so I'm gonna go Brees Hall, Travis Etienne.
0: JJ, you need the names again? Yeah, one more time Elijah Mitchell with Kenneth Walker. Brees Hall with Travis Etienne, Rashad Penny with J.K. Dobbins, and Miles Sanders with A.J. Dillon.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with Ryan. Um, I think Hall is going to get a lot of work for the Jets. They threw threw more than I think they wanted to last year. I I really think they're going to try and establish a run and play action for Zach Wilson. I think Brees Hall is going to be a big part of their plans. And then the Jaguars, obviously – James Robinson, significant injury last year. I, I think he'll probably start on pop, and I think ETN will get plenty of touches for them. So definitely uh, Hall and ETN.
0: Guys, and if you find any of these opinions that we give out here disgusting, leave your, right leave your opinion down in the comments, and we'll uh, answer back to you too. So don't be afraid to leave that out there for us. Uh, maybe you'll leave more input than Ron has the last few episodes. Who's up next?
2: Uh, JJ, Starr- well, Joe, you didn't give us your opinion. Do you do you agree with that analysis or? I
0: 1000% agree with this. One, Kenneth Walker, I think, is going to get nice amount of work this year, but I think initially you're going to see Penny get worked and get hurt. Elijah Mitchell is a good pick, but Brees Hall, I think, is going to become a three down back. Travis Etienne is going to unfortunately stop Robinson out of the Jacksonville Jaguars starting role because of the injury. Um, They'll reassess that later. Rashad Penny is going to get hurt. J.K. Dobbins is in doubt with the injury a little bit there. Um, A.J. Dillon I like a lot, but Miles Sanders isn't trustworthy, so I think you guys have the correct answer here. Damn right. Hell yeah. All right, J.J., what's your next number?
1: Uh, Six.
0: Okay. You have built a team based – on the running back death, it's very boomer bust for the wide receiver position. Mixon, hold on. I didn't even word this right. You can so, see there's Joe spelling this hole. Let me reword okay. this. You have built a team based on running back death and boomer bust wide receivers. Your picks so far are Mixon, Zeke, Mike Williams, and Hollywood Brown. As a more you need a more consistent third option. Would you rather have Russell Gage? Or Robert Woods.
1: I'm not really interested in Robert Woods. This year, I would probably take Russell Gage. Brian um, and I kind of talked about it in the last episode. I think he has a solid shot in this offense, in the Bucks offense, even when Godwin comes back. Because this is why I said last episode, but Brady supported three fantasy wide receivers with an AB Godwin and Evans. Um, and now there's no Gronk, so I think Gage um, is a smart veteran player, and Brady usually clicks with them, so I I think he will have a better season than Robert Woods.
0: What do you think, Ryan, in this? And I love those two
1: wide receivers,
0: by the way, Mike Williams and Hollywood Brown this year, so. Yeah, I, I like the balance of building this team when I was doing this mock draft that actually went towards this question. I mean, Mixon-Z, Mike Williams and Hollywood Brown would be a great start, but you definitely would need someone to balance it out a little bit more. So Ryan, who's that balance? Is it Russell Gage or Robert Woods? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm going to agree with J.J. here, say Russell Gage. Um, Godwin, very likely to be injured the first part of the season, so R- Russell Gage will be right there. Um, 94 targets last year. Like we mentioned in the previous episode, Tom Brady throws a lot had 700 pass attempts last year um so the passing work is there and even when godwin comes back he can definitely support across the board so i'm gonna say russell gage
0: yeah i think this one's actually very close because i think robert woods is going to be the number one wide receiver of the titans um there's bad reports coming out about the rookie that they drafted there on that team uh so far and it's not just one guy currently there's a lot of b reporters talking about this but we don't know yet. This may be a San Francisco beat reporter situation in Tennessee now. Um are so chase situation. Absolutely. Um, so currently at the moment, I think this is very close. But even with it being close, I think it's Russell Gage. Listen, Tom Brady's going to be throwing in the ball. I think he's going to be a nice, solid, consistent option that's going to get you that good low-end wide receiver two, wide receiver three range right where about you want to draft him right here. So I think Russell Gage is the correct answer here. So, again, boys, correct answer. All right, Ryan, what's your number? Yeah.
2: Auto 16, auto right to the end.
0: All the way to the end, huh? All right. It's rookie time in redraft format. Which wide receiver do you want? Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, or the one that's getting bad reports right now out in Tennessee, Trey Burks? Ooh. Um you, re redraft re, re so not dynasty format. Not dynasty.
2: Um <clears throat> I'm gonna go Drake London because it's basically him and Kyle Pitts, and that's it. Um he should a huge amount of work. I think it, it could set him up to be to have the best rookie season out of the wide receivers, even if he's not necessarily the best wide receiver in this draft class, but um, he very well might be. So I'm going to take Drake London.
0: What's your answer, JJ? <sighs> this is tough.
1: Out of the players, I like Garrett Wilson probably the best. Um, I just, I talked about the Jets and their, their uh, inconsistency. or what am I? Their, the volume of weapons that they have and then the Th- Falcons London doesn't have a lot of competition but he has Mariota starting i'm going to go with Garrett Wilson here i think it's a coin flip between London and Wilson for me but I, i'm going to be different and i'm going to i'm going to say Garrett Wilson i'm hoping that him and Zach Wilson can click in training camp and carry it over into the season
0: what do you think my answer is jj Probably Garrett Wilson. No, I'm going with Drake London in this situation. This is redraft, um, and you're looking at players that are going to get a massive volume. There's not a lot of weapons there with Atlanta, and I understand the quarterback play may be very underwhelming this season, but again, Atlanta doesn't have a lot of weapons to throw to. They're going to be behind a ton this season. Look for Drake London to just get peppered with targets this season, whether he catches them Don't know, but uh, I I see his upside being potentially wide receiver three. Garrett Wilson, unfortunately, has a lot of other wide receiver and tight ends that are going to get thrown to, and they may be running the ball a lot more in an offense that favors the run anyway. Chris Olave again, has some other weapons out there. Jamison Williams is potentially going to be out for half the season. And Traylon Burks is kind of a question mark right now. Don't know what to quite think about him. So, JJ, would you like question 14?
1: I guess so. It seems like you're implying I should pick question 14, so I'll take it. Well, I'm at the bottom
0: of the screen, and I just don't want to scroll up to the other ones. All right. All right, so question 14 is you have to take a suspended player. So which suspended player are you going to take? And this is round-dependent also. DeAndre Hopkins with a six-game suspension in round five. Deshaun Watson with a six-game suspension in round six. Or Elvin Kamara with a six-game suspension in round four. I'll take Kamara.
1: In round four? I'll take Kamara in round four. That's probably where, if he gets suspended six games, that's probably around where he'll go. Um, That's way too early for Hopkins for me when I think he's lost his step personally and they brought in Hollywood Brown. And Zach Hurts clicked well with Murray. And then Watson, I can either take... Uh, quarterback like Lamar Jackson or someone in round four or five or I can wait and take Trey Lance instead of Aaron Rodgers later in the draft. So um, I'm going to go with
0: Kamara. Ryan, what's your answer?
2: Yeah, I'll take Kamara as well just because despite being suspended six games, once that six games are over, you have an RB1. Um, So DeAndre Hopkins kind of has been faltering a little bit, got banged up last year. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I think he's going to be out more than six games. You're wrong. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Alvin Kamara.
0: I think Watson's going to be suspended eight games, but that's not what happened in this scenario. Um, but listen, I am insanely biased towards the running back position and fantasy football. That is absolutely no secret. I always have been. Um, so I think Alvin Kamara at six games is the obvious answer here, um, especially in redraft format where he's clearly a running back one when you get him back to, and You can take his handcuffs and survive until week six. So I think Alvin Kamara in round four with the six-game suspension is the correct answer. But the real answer is, is don't draft a suspended player and pick someone that's going to play for the entire season. But right. someone is going to have to. So out of these three, Alvin Kamara would be the one I didn't want. So, Ryan, what's your next number?
2: All right. You said you didn't want to scroll very much, so I'll go number two.
0: All the way up the list. (laughs) All right. You have faded the tight end position for almost the entire draft, and you're stuck between two tight ends and don't know where to move your mouse. Would you rather have Zach Ertz or Dawson Knox?
2: Do people even use mouses anymore?
0: No, you use your Elon Musk mind. You move the
2: mouse. Um. That's, that's tough. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Zach Ertz. Um, I had a solid season last season. Finished top 10, I think. Um. The Bills are super annoying whenever I'd start Dawson Knotts in the sense that once they get inside the 10, they just start handing it to Josh Allen to let him run it in. Zach Ertz might get a little bit more of that red zone. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be suspended. So that opens up a little bit more work there as well. I'm going to go Zach Ertz.
0: JJ, do you want to correct him? I don't.
1: Ooh. Uh, I think he's right. Hopkins is out. Um, they had good Murray and Ertz had great chemistry. Um, the Bills brought in OJ Howard. They have um, Gabe Davis. They have Stephon Diggs. Um, they brought in uh, Jameson Crowder. So okay. I think um, I think Ertz has a clearer path, though Knox and Allen do have good chemistry as well, and they're close. I'll, I'd
0: lean towards Ertz this year. I'm going to go with Dawson Knox on this question. Yes, I agree that there's a lot of weapons there in Buffalo. But listen, there was a lot of weapons in Buffalo last year, too. And there is that chemistry there. Last year, he he jumped up from 2020 from three touchdowns to nine touchdowns. So there is a nice formula for success in that offense. I wouldn't need him to have nine touchdowns against to have success, especially if I'm picking him a little bit later in the draft, as this question is insinuating. Um, so, give me the touchdown upside of Dawson Knox. Um, I think Zach Ertz can be potentially pretty good, but I like Dawson Knox just a little bit more for this question, just on that red zone ability. Okay, all
1: right.
0: So, JJ, numbers left are one, three, five, seven, seven eight. Well, I'm You're on.
1: Also I'm, up 10. I'm tracking.
0: Oh,
1: nice. Um, I'm gonna go
0: with number seven. All right, okay. number seven. Which quarterback wide receiver stack would you rather have if your first round pick was Najee Harris? Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb? Or Justin Herbert and Mike Williams? Oof. This is tough because I like this is Herbert.
1: One. I like Herbert better than Dak, but I like Lamb better than Williams. I'm gonna go. Man, man. I
0: so think about you, this guys one going
1: to go, you guys are gonna go the other way, but I'm gonna go with Dak and CeeDee Lamb. Okay. I think C D Lamb takes that next step this year and has potential to be the wide receiver one this year. Um, I saw a stat today that I actually retweeted on our Garbage Time Twitter page that the most offensive yards by a team in a season in NFL history, number one, the 2011 Saints, number two, the 2013 Broncos, number four, the 2000 Rams, or number three, the 2000 Rams, number four, the 84 Dolphins, and number five, the 2021 Cowboys. So that is with an extra game, but um, they still were sneaky in how many yards and how much production they had last year. And Dak was pretty bad. Go
0: ahead and finish your shit, take. Yeah, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, what's the correct answer? Oh boy. I'm going to the shit take button
2: on him, too. No, I'm going to go uh, the Herbert-Mike Williams just because I think I think Herbert's so much better than that Dak fantasy, by fantasy points-wise that it would make up for any disparity between CeeDee Lamb and Mike Williams. And that's assuming that CeeDee Lamb doesn't make a jump. That CeeDee Lamb does make a jump. So... I'm going to go Herbert and Michael Williams here, although Joe may have pressured me into it.
0: I did probably by hitting the shit take button. So, reason why I think it's a shit take here is you get Najee in the first round, you get a running back that you really like potentially. Listen, there's other wide receivers that you could take instead of CeeDee Lamb in the second round, which is potentially where I think you would take him because um, a lot of people like his upside. And Justin Herbert, I think, could really be the number one quarterback in the league this year, including fantasy football. I think he could be the top in redraft and in dynasty. He's got a lot of weapons on that offense, and there's a lot of other wide receivers that you could get as opposed to CeeDee Lamb and pair them with Mike Williams, who you could get later. Listen, Stephon Diggs, Devo Samuel, Devontae Adams potentially in the second round. Um, Tyreek Hill, I mean, lots of guys that you could pair with him. Keenan Allen, you could stack both of them. I just – I like Keenan Allen better than CeeDee Lamb. Don't get me wrong. I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be very good. Um – I just think there's a lot better options so out there, a, and a lot better stacks than the DAK and Ceedee Lamb one. So I think the correct answer here is Justin Herbert with the upside and the ADP of Mike Williams. I so also us- want to
2: save JJ a little bit to let everyone know that Joe has all these questions and answers well before JJ and I do. We have to answer them on the spot, so Joe's allowed to
1: research. I'm I'm confident in my answer. Last year Herbert was the number two fantasy quarterback. <laughs> <tournament. laughs> Dak was number seven. Dak averaged 20.66 fantasy points a game. Herbert averaged 23.28. And Dak did it in 16 games, like I said. So I'm sticking with my answer. You're saying that's not a shit take. It's not a shit take. It's a great take. I
2: don't think yeah. it's a shit take. I think it's close regardless. I don't It's
0: close. It's going to be
1: close.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. Well, if you don't want me to hit the questions at a time, what do you guys make of Would You Rather show? Joe, I can't wait till you have a kid. I can't wait.
2: Try having two, all right? Once you have two, come talk to us.
0: All right, Ryan, which number do you want? Um,
2: you're number three.
0: All right. You're in the seventh round of your draft. Who are you taking, and who would you rather have? Gabe Davis, Allen Robinson, Damian Harris, or the guy that appears again, A.J. Dillon?
2: Well, those names again?
0: Gabe Davis, Allen Robinson, Damian Harris, and AJ Dillon. And I've hit, the 60, I've hit the 60-second timer.
1: This is tough because you don't know what the rest of the team looks like. So Correct. Damn. So
0: you're just going on what, who you like the most at their current ADP.
2: What is Robinson's ADP?
0: He's in that current range. I looked up their ADPs on Pro Sports. You. <laughs> What's Davis? They're all in the same range. Don't worry about that. I don't trust you.
2: Mm. You know what I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean towards Robinson. Uh I always had him on fantasy teams when he was a Bears player. Um I always really liked him. He's now to be on the Rams. High high powered offense. Um the Bills are a high powered offense as well, but I just I don't know. I like the Rams. So I'm gonna say Alan Robinson.
0: Which one are you picking, JJ?
1: I like Allen Robinson a lot this year, too. I think he he slides right into that Robert Woods role and has himself 1,000-plus yard season. So, like I said, it's tough not knowing the rest of the, the construction of your team because I also really like A.J. Dillon in his current range. Um, yeah. He literally had like a 50-50 split with – with Aaron Jones, and we've talked about the Packers lost weapons and are going to need to rely on the running backs more. So I'll be different, and I'll say A.J. Dillon, assuming that I got a couple stud
0: receivers earlier on, like,
1: like a Ceedee lamb.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, to your smart-ass answer, um, I think in the order I would take them in, if I had all of these on my uh, draft list, Fourth would definitely be Damian Harris. Um, I'm going to say Allen Robinson is three for me. Um, A.J. Dillon, two. And I think I would take Gabe Davis here. I just can't get that four-touchdown game out of my head. Um, I understand Stephon Diggs is still there with the Bills, but it just kind of felt like a coming-out party for Gabe Davis. I freaking love what I saw with him there, and I like the upside of him. Well, um, Joe, I, I,
2: four, four touchdowns a game across the season, what is that? That's like <laughs> record-breaking.
0: Yeah, he'd it, break Jerry Rice's records in many, many formats. Um, I, don't be shocked if I take a DraftKings bet for a two-touchdown game for Gabe Davis in week one, even if it's against the Rams. I'm, I I don't know. Something about that game just tells me he's going to break out again for this entire season, not four touchdowns a week. But um, I, I, I love his upside. So I think my answer here would be Gabe Davis.
2: One question, three different answers. I love it.
0: I like yeah, it. I really like it. Three out of the four, like
1: Damian Harris scares me because I I believe in Ramondre Stevenson. But uh, the other three are all good picks, in my opinion. That was a tough one. That was a good one. All
0: right, what's the next question, JJ? Which number? Uh, Let's go with number
1: one, Justin Fields.
0: Uno. Uno. Unfortunately, Justin Fields is not in this question. All right, so you have pick five in redraft standard. Who is the pick? Cooper Cup, Najee Harris, or Austin Eckler? So standard? Yes.
2: Don't ask a curveball. Okay. Hmm.
1: None of them are who I would actually take. Um I'm gonna go. I guess I would take Cooper Cup. Um, I think he probably leads those individuals in yards. It's tough with Eckler. Eckler Cup. I, I'm going to go with, you know what, I'm going to swap swap to Eckler.
0: So yeah, that, that's I like that kind of. Ryan, what's the answer, Cup, Harris, or Eckler?
2: I'm going to say Eckler. Um, I've been sipping the haterade on Cooper Cup a little bit. I feel the ceiling does have to come down. Eckler um, gets to work. Uh, Najee, that team's in a really weird spot right now. Um, you know, you got Eckler finished number two running back, even in standard scoring last season. Um, Twelve touchdowns. So I'll go Austin Eckler.
0: Give me Cooper Cup in this situation. Um, it. I,
2: love,
0: I, I love Austin Eckler. Don't get me wrong in that Charter's offense. But they did draft a running back that could potentially take away some of those red zone targets. So I think it's going to get a little bit of rushing work. Not much, but it may drop Austin Eckler just enough to favor Cooper Cup in this situation. Um, I still think he potentially remains the number one line receiver in all fantasy football this year. And I just, this is probably one of the only players who I would favor over a running back in any format. Um, I freaking love what he did last season. Um, Najee Harris is going to be going in, I think, with the rookie quarterback this year. JJ made it something to say about that. Uh, but Austin Eckler drops off just enough for me to take Cooper Cup, I think, in this spot. All
2: right. I don't hate it.
0: All right, Ryan, what number do you want?
2: Um, I will go number 10.
0: All right. You have entered round eight of your fantasy draft. Uh, and you have drank all night and you are now sobering up to realize your draft is an absolute disaster. Which one of these players can balance out your roster? Chase Claypool, Dawson Knox, or Traylon Burks?
2: It's cute, Ethan, I'd be sobering up at round eight. But, um...
0: <laughs> I think
1: it's funny. You're oh, that's, when that. when he commits, that's when he commits to drinking and just... <laughs> okay. That's
0: when we, we get our seventh white Russian down. Finishes what he started.
1: So
2: this is redraft. <laughs> Yes. All right, so I got Dawson Knotts, Traylon Burts, or who else? Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. Um ooh, I don't know the rest of my team either.
0: Disaster. Absolutely horrible.
1: Just a reminder, Chase Claypool proclaimed himself a top three
0: wide receiver in the league. So okay. that be true then, right? It um, I don't think I'll be believing him in that format.
2: Assuming that I completely epped up everything, um,
0: I'm, I'll take $45 say,
2: on Julio. Oh Listen, hey, I bounced back last season. I drank water. Um, I will go assuming that I completely screwed up everything. I'll, I'll take Dawson Knotts. At least then I'll ensure that I have a top 10 potential top five um, at a position. In the tight end position, if you can get in that top 5 Uh you know, most of the time, people that win their leads, they have to have someone in that top five. Um, so I'll go Dawson Knotts. Chase Claypool, they don't have a rookie wide receiver. Don't really know what that's trying to do. You got Deontay Johnson out there still begging for money. And then Traylon Burks with all the issues that have arisen. Um, so give me
1: Dawson Knotts.
0: JJ, are you going to champion Traylon Burks?
1: I'm going to take Claypool. Wow.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Um, I think there's tight ends I like a little better value. Or I think have a little better value than Dawson Knox that I'm willing to wait and take later. Um, the Traylon Burks, I'm not sold on Tennessee's passing offense. Even when AJ Brown was a stud, his numbers were great, but not were good, but not fantastic. Um, like they could have been, so. I think Claypool has a, an opportunity with Juju leaving. Um, there are miles to feed there with Fryermuth and and Pickens and Johnson, but Johnson, I don't know. Like, to give CBS Fantasies podcast credit, they brought up a valid point today where the Steelers have been really good at choosing the right receivers to extend. And if they're going to wait on Johnson, I don't think they're sold just yet. So... I think uh, the Steelers will be able to push the ball down the field more than last year because anybody can throw the ball
0: farther than Ben Roethlisberger.
1: So I think Claypool has some real big games this year.
0: I think George Pickens is going to have a bigger year than Claypool uh, for the reason I don't think any of them are going to have a very big year with a rookie quarterback starting for that team and Najee Harris running it down everyone's throat and getting all the short passes. Uh, So I think the correct answer here is trying to differentiate yourself from the tight end position and taking the touchdown upside of Dawson Knox for the second time in this would be rather episode. All right, only a few left, so what's your number, JJ? Eight. Number eight, you have rounded out your roster, and it's time for an end-of-the-bench flyer. Who are you going for? Khalil Herbert, Marlon Mack, Jahan Doxon or Tyler Algier? Khalil Herbert.
1: That's not even being a Bears fan. He's just one of the – probably the most elite handcuffs, personally, with what he did last year with Montgomery missing time. He put up better numbers than Montgomery when he filled in. And there's a lot of people that think that the Bears could just let Montgomery walk and Herbert could take that job. He's on a really cheap rookie deal. Um, and he could own that job next year. So there's people that think he could even take the job this year with as efficient as he was last year. So if anything happens in Montgomery in training camp or preseason, he becomes a, a top four round pick. So um,
0: I'll take I'll take Herbert. Ryan, what's your answer?
2: Um, I'm doing Tyler Algier here. like like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm pretty down on Patterson this season, uh, really kind of tapered off towards the end of the year. Algier could potentially just walk in and snag that job and be the RB1 on that team. Um, so I'm taking Taylor Algier here. Might might get a, a starting running back that late, so I'll go for it.
0: I'm going to agree with Ryan on this one, too. I like uh, the potential of Algier to walk in and potentially get that starting job maybe halfway through the season. I um, could help elevate your team there. Yes, JJ, I understand that he is an elite handcuff, and I 100% agree with you. But the problem is, is David Montgomery is the starter there. And even when he came back, Herbert didn't get the work. Montgomery got the work. Um, so give me the player that's going to be on the field. And I honestly think that's going to be Algiers. So I think David Algiers is the correct answer here.
1: Well, is he going to be on it? the field? Because there's, I, do. Well, I think so. There's Patterson and Damian Williams there. He's just going to separate in as a fifth-round pick and and run away with that job? I do.
0: I, I think so. All right. All right, Ryan, you ready for question number five? Yes, give it to me. All right. You've decided to draft a stack of unproven wide receiver combos. Funny enough, they're from two different teams, but the same teams. Let me explain. Which combo would you rather have? Christian Watson and Juju Smith-Schuster or Sky Moore and Allen Robinson? I mean, Allen Lazard. So Packers rookie, Chiefs veteran. Chiefs rookie, Packers veteran.
2: Yeah, I'll go the, the Chiefs rookie. No. No. <laughs> Damn it! What were the names again? Give it to Christian me.
0: Watson paired with Juju Smith-Schuster and Sky Moore paired with Allen Robinson. Allen Lazard. My God, I keep saying Robinson.
2: Uh, I'm going to go the Juju with Watson.
0: Uh,
2: Juju's got the experience. Um, he's coming into a Kansas City offense. Probably won't be, the, won't be the wide receiver one. Won't be drawing as much double coverage where he struggled once... Antonio Brown left the Steelers. Watson, I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers. If so you didn't establish rapport with him, it be a very good thing. Um, so I'll go Juju and Watson.
1: What's your answer, JJ? I agree. Um, I've been on record just how high I am on Watson. It's just incredibly unfortunate where he landed. Fuck you, Vikings. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll go with him and Juju. I think Sky Moore and Juju are both kind of slot guys, I think. So it I don't know how that's going to shake out in Kansas City. I don't I don't know if Sky Moore is going to get the playing time early on in the year. He could come on in the second half of the year if there's an injury. So I think Juju will probably get the first crack at it and a starting receiver in the Chiefs offense is
0: is a great thing. So
1: um, well kind of I don't know
0: not for a wide receiver too. And I think that's why the correct answer here is Alan Lazard and Sky Moore. So the only one out of these four that actually has a lot of experience with their quarterback and has actually shown to perform um, when the top option was out was Alan Lazard. Um, and I think he's going to be heavily relied upon by Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I think Sky Moore is a little bit underrated. He's a well-rounded wide receiver and I think pro ready. Um, I think in the second half of the year, he could establish himself as the wide receiver one for the Chiefs, which is a very important position, as JJ alluded to, um, and Smith Schuster could be useless as a wide receiver two or three in the second half of the year. So give me the proven commodity with Alan Lazard and Skymore. And there's one more bonus question I guys to tell you about. It's right on the thumbnail of this. So your fantasy football team is desperate in need of a running back. Which one do you want? Cordell Patterson? or kareem hunt kareem hunt kareem Hunt. we're three for three i'd rather have kareem hunt too do you guys enjoy yourself is this a little bit of a fun change up from no. the divisional breakdowns
2: it's always good i like i like to have the questions um um free given to me like another popular individual in this world um so i can decide which ones i want to answer but
0: <laughs> which ones you can cherry pick yep
2: but <laughs> It's
0: always fun to put me on the spot, um, and it's always a good time. Guys, if you have any uh, would-you-rather questions, feel free to leave them down in the comments, or you can send them to JJ at garbage underscore time FF on Twitter or to garbage time fantasy football on Instagram. We would be more than happy to answer them for you guys, or you can leave them right down here in the comments, as it's already stated. If you'd rather listen to us in audio formats, you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Make sure to like and subscribe to the videos here. Make sure to scream and yell at us at www.carbagetimeff.com, where you can leave those voicemails, which are on the right side of the screen as soon as you get to the website. Boys, anything you want to leave to the heckling fandom before we get out of here? Um, If you have any
1: personal, would-you-rather questions send them to joe's twitter at joseph m76152618 he'll be happy to answer those
0: yeah because i didn't have any and i'm gonna be put on the spot i guess maybe you know if you send any personal to either one of our twitters we'll answer them on the next episode of garbage mm-hmm. time you
2: had twitter yeah. make that tag for you didn't it? didn't it? yeah
0: yeah i kind of got, got it, on the day <laughs> it, it it really sucks
2: unbelievable
0: uh, you know, I'm new to the game. All right, I'm still learning. I'm working. I'm doing other stuff for the podcast, so I can't do Twitter too. Don't it take me twenty minutes to type in your tag to find you. <laughs> all right, with that, guys, have a great night. <phone rings>